Welcome to That's Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Cece Calbanero, and I'll be sharing stories of miracles, God moments, and unpacking the truth behind what joy truly means. My friend, when God gives you a direct call on your life, be sure to answer it. Here's to answering my call together. Hello, hello, and welcome back to That's Joy, the podcast. I am your host, Cece, and I am so grateful to be sitting here with you today. This is the final week of our four-week series, Reading Through the Relationship Principles of Jesus by Tom holiday. And y'all, if you have been hanging with me for the last three weeks, then I hope that your eyes and your ears and your heart are a touch more transformed. Simply to look at the relationships around you with a little bit more light, the light of Jesus through that lens. I hope that you were looking through. Man, and I can't wait for these next couple weeks to shake out so that we can dive through this book together. For those of y'all who are newer to plugging in over the last three weeks, this book here in my hands, if you're watching on YouTube, um, is covering the course of 40 days. And over 40 days, there are little excerpts similar to the last three weeks of what I read. That, by the way, was day one, day two, and day three. And today I'm reading day four of the book. Um, But it breaks down just so much of the practical and you know I love this so much it's like okay we hear so much about the bible and about what it looks like to have faith but what does it look like to actually apply so many of these things and honestly that's what this this book is doing it's teaching us of that application piece and I hope that you feel encouraged um to start applying so many of these principles to your own life. Uh, I'm just going to dive in and we're going to finish reading day four. Um, And I will share at the very end of the episode on more details on how you can plug in so you can be a part of our book club as we read all of this together. And it's not just going to be a book club either. It's going to be an accountability group. It's going to be a nutrition group. But stay for the very end, and I'll share that then. All right. Day four is titled, Love God with All Your Soul. Yesterday, we began looking at the importance of the word all in making a relationship with God your first priority and at loving God with all your heart. Now we turn to all your soul. If I ask, where is your heart, you point to your chest. Where is your mind? That's easy. But where is your soul? We don't even know where to point. What is your soul? A study of the Old and New Testament words for soul give glimpse at what Jesus means when he says, love God with all your soul. The Old Testament uses the Hebrew word nefesh, which means to breathe. Behind this word is the idea that God gives God breathes life into us. 
You're a living soul. You have an awareness held by nothing else in creation because God himself breathes life into you. The New Testament uses the Greek word psyche, which lies at the root of our word psychology. It has to do with your will, your drive, the passion of your life, the power by which you live. Put these Old and New Testament words together and you get a fairly good idea of what the soul is. Your soul is your desires and passions. Your soul is your God-given personality. Your soul is your will to decide. It has to do with the direction of your life that your life is taking. At the essence, your soul is your life. Life in capital letters because we're talking about this kind of life that only God can give. The creator life. Your soul is the passion that which you're living. The personality you've been given. The path your life is taking. The power in your being. To love God with all your soul, seek Him passionately. Most of us sense in our gut that having some kind of relationship with God must be part of what makes up a healthy soul, because our soul is the expression of our life, passion. A relationally healthy soul will passionately seek to express love for God. Jesus told many stories about this kind of passion, this kind of thirst in our lives. Many of these stories about the passion with which we seek God and his kingdom had to do with most with finding something that was lost. Jesus told of a woman who had lost a silver coin and searched with all the passion she had to find it. He told of a shepherd who had lost one sheep and left his 99 other sheep to go after that one sheep with all his passion and energy. Jesus told of a father who had lost a son and passionately celebrated when the prodigal returned. See Luke 15. You've had the experience of losing something that was important to you. Maybe it was your keys, some money, a report due for school or work. You turn the house upside down to find it. I must find it. I won't stop until I find it. That's passion. That's the way to seek God. Seek him passionately with all your soul. To love God with all your soul. Love him personally. You are like nothing else and no one else. You're the only one in all of creation who can love the Lord like you can. You're the only you in all of creation. When you love the Lord, you love him with a unique voice. A voice different in tone, different in soul from any other voice God hears in all creation. Love God uniquely with the personality he's fashioned into your life. Your soul can be injured if you think that true love for God means we all must worship in the same way. If I see somebody raising their hands to love the Lord, I think I have to do that because that's what you do to love the Lord. If they're raising one hand, I'm raising one hand. Right hand, left hand, left foot, whatever they do, I do. But we need to learn from others how to love without feeling we must copy their exact actions or adopt their personality. We tend to think, I don't want to stand out too much in the way I love God. I'd rather just blend in. If you really love him with all your God-given personality, the way you express your love will be a bit different from everybody else. Not strange, different. It's going to be a wonderfully different. To love God with all your soul, decide to do what he wants you to do. One moment stands above all others in history as the greatest example of loving God with all one soul. It took place on the night before Jesus died. As he talked to his father in the garden of Gethsemane, knowing that the next day he would face the physical, emotional, and spiritual torture of the cross. Jesus prayed, not my will, but yours be done. Luke twenty-two forty-two. 
Jesus set aside anything he may have desired and determined to do only what the Father directed. How do you set your soul to make such a radical decision? Jesus shows the way. You set the direction of your soul by talking to God. The power to follow Jesus' example is found in being able to pray the prayer that Jesus prayed, Not my will, Lord, but yours be done. The movie Amazing Grace tells the story of the passion of William Wilberforce to abolish the slave trade in England. This movie does not shrink from picturing how the soul of Wilberforce was informed and inspired by his faith in Jesus Christ. At one point, the camera pans across the table at Wilberforce beside and shows the book he has been reading, The Rise and Progress of Religion in the Soul by Philip Doddridge. Philip Doddridge was one of the great spiritual influences of the 17th and 18th centuries, primarily because he knew how to set his soul by talking to God. The students at the Soul for Ministry he established appreciated his lectures and, according to some, endured his sermons, but it was his prayers that most influenced their lives. These students felt in his prayers a sincerity and understanding of the human heart that went straight to their souls. Doddridge pens this page prayer expressing the soul behind the commitment not my will but yours be done this day i do with the utmost solemnly surrender myself to thee i renounce all formal lords that have had dominion over me and i consecrate to all that i am and all that i have the faculties of my mind the members of my body my worldly possessions my time and my influence over others to be all used entirely for the glory and resolutely employed in obedience to thy commands as long as though continuous me in life to thee i leave the management of all events and say without reserve not my will but thine be done. As a result of this kind of soul, this book became one of the most printed, read, and translated books of his day and well beyond. Wilberforce was encouraged to read the book by a friend while on holiday in France. He later counted it as one of his greatest influences toward faith in Christ. Doddridge did not have physical strength. He suffered from weakness and illness for most of his life. He didn't have an easy life. He was the 20th child born into a family in which 18 of his siblings died as babies or young children. His mother died when he was 8, his father when he was 13. And he then suffered as a result of the mismanagement of funds by his guardian. Yet focusing his soul on God's will caused him to influence others in ways that can still be measured today. If you've been a believer for any length of time, you've discovered that it can easily become your habit to try to love God with part, but not all, of your soul. You pray your will be done, Lord, not my will, in your church life, but not your business life, or in your family life, or not your personal thought life. This week, stamp all of your life with the prayer, not my will, Lord, but yours be done. Even if you feel, I don't know if I can honestly pray this prayer for every area, go ahead and begin with the prayer, God, I want your will, but I want my will also. I know it's wrong, but it's how I feel. So I ask you to work in my heart to get me to a place where I can pray, not my will, but your will be done. I want to learn to love you with all my soul. Yes.
Bustier for. And then it wraps with a little box that highlights the following. I'm showing y'all on YouTube video. It says the point to ponder this week is when you love the Lord, you love him with a unique voice, a voice that is different in your soul from any other voice God hears in all of creation. The verse to remember today is blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Matthew 5, 6. The question to consider this week is, where do I need to pray, Lord, your will be done, in order to love God with all my soul? Where do I need to pray? God, I just thank you that we get to read these pages together that for the last four weeks there have been friends that have been plugging in who are just longing to know you more longing to look at relationships in their lives in the way that you do i just pray that holy spirit you would arrest their hearts and that you would transform their minds and their souls to align with your will god in every area of our lives i just pray that we would all be in a posture of surrender i thank you for the friends that plug in week after week that have supported that joy for all of 2023 and who have plans to tune in to 2024 i pray a blessing over everybody underneath the sound of my breath that there would just be more joy more joy lord we thank you we love you in jesus mighty name we pray amen Friends, that's so good. If there is a certain part of this book that you have listened to over the last four weeks now, or if there's a certain part of it that you want me to make an exclusive episode on in 2024, I'd love to know what that is. You can shoot me a text to 615-813-4813. It's really me on the other side of there, and I'd love to hear from you. If you have not yet joined the Joy Corner, the Joy Corner is where you're going to find exclusive very important news on the upcoming book club that I am going to be putting together where we will get to meet face to face um, via Zoom, of course, not yet IRL, but maybe who knows in 2024, maybe we will do something IRL, which means in real life. Um, but who knows right now, I just need you to subscribe to the Joy Corner, which is my email newsletter. That way you don't miss a beat on any of the information to come when it comes to this. There are limited spots. I don't want you to miss it. So just subscribe to the newsletter and you won't miss it. Okay. Okay. Um, if you're not following me on social yet, you can follow me at C-C-A-L-B-O-N-E-R-O on Instagram and on TikTok. And you can follow That's Joy the Podcast on both of those as well. If you've not yet subscribed, rated, or left a review for That's Joy, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can write a review. It means the world. Or you can hop on over to Spotify and drop a five stars. If you've not yet concluded 2023 by taking two to three minutes to do that, friends, I can't tell you enough how much it means to podcasters, not just me, but any podcast that you listen into. Most of these platforms are free. It's free content that you get to consume. And so it'd mean the world if you took two to three minutes to just drop over Apple, write the review, drop over to Spotify, drop the five stars. No matter where you listen into, it does wonders for this 
platform. So thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. I'll never leave an episode of That Joy without saying if you have even the smallest desire to meet the creator of the universe or if you've already been saved but you're not really free, I want to invite you to sit at the table of plenty. With me and so many others, I'm telling you there's abundance here. There's an overflow here. There's so much joy here. I'm here to tell you that God is for you. All you have to do is invite him into your heart right now. He's waiting for you. He wants to meet with you. And friend, I'm so proud of you. If you just made this decision, I'd love to know you. Shoot me a text to that number in the show notes. I could pray for you. I love you. God loves you. And happy, happy new year. Let's end this year with so much gratitude. And let that gratitude runneth over into 2024. Until next time, I'll talk to y'all next time. Thank you so, so much for being here.